Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, uncut, uncensored, unedited conversation with local newsmakers. I'm your host, Sean Leary. We are here outside the... Uh, it's a beautiful day today. We're outside Starbucks in Moline here, and I'm here with Thurgood Brooks, who... Um, recently ran for mayor of Rock Island, and uh, after the election, I would reached out to Thurgood and asked him to be a guest on the show, and he said, give me give me a little while and think about some things and, you know, come back to you, and he graciously did so, uh, messaged me, said he was interested in coming back on the show, and very happy to have him, so thanks a lot, Thurgood. Thank you for having me, Sean. I appreciate it, you know. Um, it's always a good conversation when we sit down and talk, well, in, in the person this time. Right, I know, <laughs> and that's the great thing we were talking about is, like, it's so nice. Before, last time we talked, every... We, every interview had to be over the phone because of COVID, and now you know I'm vac- I'm vaccinated. And I, are you vaccinated? Am, yeah, you're vaccinated. You know, um, it's nice to finally get back and so- sort of get some sense of normalcy again. Yes, normalcy is a. Uh it's nice to be back to a little bit, especially football's going to be back normal uh-huh. this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Right. Um, but just things like this, simple conversation, sitting down across from one is, uh, has been missed, I would yes, say. Yes, definitely, definitely. So you had a really close loss to, to Mike Tomes, and, um, you know, as I would mentioned, you know, to, to you and to other folks before, I would consider, I mean, yeah, you didn't, technically win but honestly like your campaign did a lot of great stuff and i would consider as close as you got to be as close to a victory as you can get against an incumbent um for one it's tough to beat an incumbent unless he screws up and does something horrible um two mike didn't really do anything horrible mike three he had covid to deal with and I thought he did a pretty good job of navigating COVID. I think people gave him the benefit of the doubt. And while I've had some disagreements with Mike in terms of some policies he did, there's nothing that's like a horrible thing where I'm like, man, I could never vote for this guy. Like, you know, previous administration messed up with the Walmart situation and things of that nature. Mike didn't do anything. He didn't make any gigantic gaffes or slip-ups. And so... The fact that you were able to galvanize and inspire so many people to come so close to defeating an incumbent mayor who was pretty popular says a lot about you and your campaign. So tell us a little bit about your campaign prior to the election and what you did to inspire so many people and to get as close as you did to victory. Um, well, I appreciate that, first of all. Um, but I can't take all the credit. I had a great team, Sean, um, that I was able to recruit. Um, all volunteers, uh, Rock Islanders, uh, young, middle-aged, old, older, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, different ethnicity, races, uh, professions, uh, sex orientation, uh, things, everything of the sort. I try to be adapt to what Rock Island is. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Island is very diverse. And among these people, they are they were also very talented in what they do. Um, and so my, my, my campaign team, uh, I said these 20 plus individuals, uh, they're experts in me- behind media, expert behind the, how to get literature out there, communications, uh, networking, um, everything you need to run a, a campaign as we did and to be successful uh, took more than me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's a lot of inspiration, I believe, is uh, seeing uh, how Rock Islanders uh, had the backgrounds that I just described come together. A lot of which didn't know each other prior to, uh, and jail behind a common theme, a common message, a common vision um, that's inclusive, that's transparent, and that wants to be accountable uh, for themselves, to themselves, and for everyone, and to everyone else. Um, and that's what we represent. And I believe that's what people of Rock Island uh, are looking for, and quite frankly, in the Quad Cities and in, in, in the world. Um, we're looking for people who, uh, leaders who don't mind being bold, uh, who don't mind um, saying they had to listen a little bit uh, before making a decision, um, and, and then making a sound decision based off the research and the, uh, the experience and uh, what they're gathering from people, real people. Um, and that's uh, what I believe we were messaging, um, and that's why I think people got excited. We knocked on their doors when we called them. Um, and every other facet or avenue, excuse me, that we were able to uh, touch people. So um, I'm, I'm just humbled, honestly, Sean, um, because coming in prior to the, to the campaign, I, I, I recognize, uh, especially my studies as a political science uh, student, um, the, incumbent, the incumbent uh factor yeah. as they call it 
Um, uh, however, when you feel compelled to do something, you know you're doing it for the right reasons, uh, things like that aren't really a concern. Um, and with my team, like I said before, uh, coming in, uh, we knew we were probably we were the underdogs. Um, and our inexperience, so to speak, uh, running campaigns, uh, by the end of the campaign, Sean, it was, it was such a great feeling. Uh, in fact, at our watch party, I gifted everybody my campaign team a yard sign with a name on it. Um, and we, 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 we grew so much. Uh, they grew so much. I grew so much. Um, and by the end of it, we felt like the favorite underdog um, due to, uh, as you mentioned, what we were getting from uh, around the city. And I believe that is the future of Rock Island. That is the future of uh, the region um, and, and us going forward. I agree with you. I think you are the future of the city. I, you know, I see um, Mike is considering, or at least reports are saying that he's considering running for state senate, which would mean that he may not run next time around. Um, whether he runs or not, are you going to run again <laughs> for mayor? Yes. Uh, well, that's four years from now, uh, and it might sound like a, a nice political answer, <laughs> but uh, my, my team and I are still doing work right now. We're still working um, as if, although we don't communicate or haven't um, been in the communication uh, with Mike, uh, that may be most beneficial. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do. In the midst of recording a podcast, and a friend of mine comes to the drive-thru at Starbucks and says hello. So That's how you know we're live. That's how you know we're live. Yeah, we don't <laughs> cut this. We don't edit this. Yeah. But... Uh, probably we haven't been in communication with Mike as the most beneficial way, I would think. Um, so you have been in communication with Mike since the election and talked to with him about a number of things. No. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hear from Mike after the election um, directly. Um, Only time I've heard from Mike is when we go to him behind the issue of uh, starting wanting to start this this uh, police community relations commission that we've been going for publicly okay. um, to the city council for the past month or so. Uh, so, so that's been our communication, um, and so, uh, but but that speaks to the work that we have to do. That my team and I still believe we have to do, because although it didn't end with a victory on April sixth, so to speak, um, everything we we we, champ, we champion and campaign, uh, health disabled communities, affordable attractive housing, uh, clean and green economies. Um, why would that stop? Because we didn't complete our 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 our, our mission at that right. point, which would be a mayor. Um, I didn't run for mayor of Island to be mayor. I ran for Mayor Rock Island because I believe I was the best for the job to move the city in the way in which we need to move. Um, and I still believe that, um, even though I don't have the title. And so that's why you're going to see me on Monday nights uh, publicly. And that's why my team and I have dialogue and we communicate with the, uh, the council persons uh, and city manager and mayor as we need to, um, to push what we need to push. And that's why we're also, Sean, looking to build coalitions with, uh, as, we, as we continue to move, in which we are. Uh, if you look at our website, we're, we have these power circles we're working on that are behind issues we talk about our campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we're not a one-trick pony, um, and so uh, to, that's a long answer for you right. for you saying uh, you're asking if I'm run, if I'm running four years. Um, but uh, it's simply, Sean, honestly, um, I'm most interested at this point and in doing the work right now. Right. Um, like I said, even that doesn't require me being mayor, but uh, also that's four years from now, mm-hmm. um, and there are things that. Uh, you know, uh, we'll make sure we're ready to do what we have to do right. um, in, in in between, um, and or uh, if if we decide to run for for that seat uh, four years from now. Well, and this harkens back to something that I posted on on social media a while ago. Is between us, they're good. I don't think you should run for mayor. I think you should run for Sherry Bustos seat. And I said that after I found out Sherry was going to be, you know, stepping back and she wasn't going to be retiring. I posted that. You can look at my Facebook and see. I tagged you in it and I said, the person who should run for that is you. You are young. You've got great energy. You've got a great vision. You've got a lot of good ideas. You remind me in some ways of Bernie Sanders. You didn't win the election, but your ideas 
impacted the election. Your ideas inspired people. Your ideas got people to think of things in a different way and may end up having a longer lasting resonance than they might have had had you even won. That's the kind of vision, that's the kind of inspiration, that's the kind of energy that you need in a seat like Bustos' seat, like a, con- a congressional seat. I almost think the, you know, being mayor is almost too small of a job for someone of your ability. I'm just being honest. Hey, I appreciate I mean, seriously, because when, you know, a mayoral job, especially one in Rock Island, it's a part-time job. You and I both know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the city manager is really the one that runs the city. Yep. The mayor is almost kind of like, you know, he advises, he's a liquor commissioner and things like that. But he doesn't have a lot of power, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh. And if you look at, like, the vision that you had, the ideas that you had, the things that you enumerated in your campaign, I was looking at I'm thinking, this guy's got a lot of fantastic ideas, but... The job of the mayor is not going to enable him to, to enact a lot of these things because it's just limited by its nature. Then Busto says she's not going to run again, and the person who she ran against is, you know, is what it is. Um, and uh, so I, I'm looking at, uh, you know, there are a couple people who have who have been rumored to be kind of stepping into that position. But honestly, I think you would do a great job. I think that that's something that you should seriously look at. Is it something that you've thought of at all or that you would consider doing? Because that has the broader scope that would line up with your bigger vision and the thing, the ambition that you have. Um, that's also humbling, Sean. Uh, thank you. Uh, I mean, I, I did see your post. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I did. I noticed you didn't respond. Or good. <laughs> I, I, w- I was on a Facebook hiatus uh, directly after the, the, the election. Um, I, took, I got on Facebook for a while after the election. Uh-huh. Um, and just for my post, huh? Yeah, just for your post. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> um. So, and people have reached out to me about certain things. Uh, and I'm, I'm most interested in doing what's best, um, what I believe is best, not only for myself, because I'm a very selfless person uh, at my core and by default. Um, and uh, I've heard rumors of people may be interested in, in running. It, take, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like that um, and a lot of support. Um, well, I did notice, though, Sean, in our campaign how... Uh, universal, I guess you would say our message was. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of support outside of Rock Island. A lot of support outside of Rock Island. Um, that, quite honestly, I didn't expect when I when we announced. Um, and the energy that was there, we didn't expect when we announced. And so, um, although I might gonna have breaking news telling you here, I wish I did have that for you. <laughs> I love you so much, Sean. You're so good. What you do? Uh, I don't have breaking news saying I'm running for for, for Sherry seat, current seat. Um, but we are aware of the seats that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, my team has, uh, like I say, gotten a lot of, filled a lot of phone calls, um, as I have. Um, and we just want to stay focused on what we're doing uh, while keeping our our ears up, so to speak, um, and doing what's best. What we determine is what was best, um, not just for Rock Island. Because well, Rock Island, if Rock Island's doing well, the Quad Cities as well. Yeah. <laughs> if Rock Island's doing well, the region of, uh, here of Illinois uh, does does well, does better, and so we recognize that even in our campaign. And so that's not going to change um, in between now. And so, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where that's at. <laughs> so you don't want to give me the scoop right now, but <laughs> you're not saying no, Thurgood. I notice you're not discounting it and saying, "Oh no, we're never going to run for Boost SSC." Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying no only because... Um, You're not sure yet. Not even just now. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm a very candid person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expected to be sitting at a, sitting talking as a mayor right now, mm-hmm. um, not potentially as a candidate for any other office, including Sherry's office. Um, but like I said, I, I'm aware she, she's not running anymore. I'm aware of who uh, Republicans may be running. Um, I know Esther. Um, and there's people within the uh, Democratic Party who uh, I, I support um, and have a relationship with, good working relationships with. Um, but ultimately, Sean, at this point, I'm not interested in that seat uh, if, if I'm giving an answer. Um, and 
don't know what the future may hold mm-hmm. for that seat, and that, that's that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with a, a, a not a no or a yes because <laughs> who, who knows what may happen two to four, six, eight, ten. I don't know years from now, but uh, as of now, my name is not in in that uh, race uh, coming up. Gotcha. It takes it takes a lot, you know. It takes a lot to. Uh, it's bigger than Rock Island in that race. It's, it takes right. takes a lot of, like I said, uh, more than a mayoral campaign, which I'm confident we can do whichever whichever it is. But we'll, we'll just we'll keep doing the work that we're doing. Sounds good. I think you could do it. I'm I'm on the record saying I think that you should run, but that's me. Okay. Um, so what have you been doing since the election? I know you mentioned that you know you showed up to some of the council meetings and what have you, and you've pushed some of the stuff that you've been trying to to get across. Um, how have you have you found uh, Mike and the rest of the folks with the city? Have they been receptive to you? Have been they've been open in regard to communications and listening to you? And um, some of the ideas that you've presented to them, how have they been in regard to that? Have they completely dismissed them? Have they listened to them? Have they said, oh, you know, it's a good idea. I think we're going to implement some of that or we're going to look into that. Um, we have a new council. Um, and, and I think this new council um, is interested in doing the hard work and asking the, the hard questions and answering with those, those tough questions. And so I, I've been encouraged, uh, especially by this new council, um, who I've been in communication with um, for a number of matters. Uh, and I think that's because um, uh, I, I've known most of them before and during, through the campaign. Um, and uh, to be honest, Sean, I, think, I think they noticed um, what happened, what we did with our campaign, how well we ran in our ideas. Mm-hmm. And similar to what you said earlier, that uh, you felt Mike, uh, which you mentioned in doing as far as working with us to... Um, bounce ideas off of and, and iron sharpens iron right mm-hmm. um, I think that's how this council uh, for the most part not all uh, members have been doing and I appreciate that um, I sincerely do um, because I'm, I'm getting better we're getting better in, uh, because of them and I'm hopeful that we are returning the favor and so uh, I, I, the, the, the top issue I guess you could say that we've been communicating uh, has been this police community relations commission mm-hmm. um, which we had we had a a study session over, uh, I believe, maybe almost a month ago, maybe. Um, and um, we've been going to them several times in dialogue with it, and I feel really good about it, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, with anything, it's give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe we got to a point uh, of some true understanding um, with the majority of the council behind this issue. And um, I believe there's a, a, a desire from a majority of the council uh, to get this done. Um, and you can see that uh, at last council meeting when we went there to ask for the penal agenda to be voted on, um, uh, there was four people that on the council last meeting, that's on record, that uh, asked for that. Um, but I'm not sure if it's going to make the agenda still. Uh, and so, but I don't think I'm discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I don't think they're discouraged behind this matter because um, what we're asking for is a commission, Sean, that is built of uh, diverse people in the community from law enforcement professionals to uh, returning citizens, i.e. Uh, felons, uh, youth, which means one high school student, uh, a college-age student, uh, a mental health professional, a lawyer, um, a, and other professions to meet on a monthly basis um, and convene behind community issues that may uh, include policing matters or, or at one point or in the future uh, to and to uh, review complaints uh, and from reviewing those complaints make recommendations to the city council. Mm-hmm. Um, not make a decision on, on what happens to the officer. Right. That's not what we want. We, we're trying to make things better. Um, and we believe these diverse perspectives will not only be, uh, be able to make the uh, recommendations to the council behind or from, from complaints, um, but also from meeting greets that they have with officers uh, that, that they, they host, um, but also 
uh, from community members <laughs> because this, this commission is not only tasked with uh, quote unquote fixing the police uh, throughout my campaign prior, prior to my campaign and since my campaign I've been consistent with stating that it's not us against them or them against us I don't know what that means Right. honestly I don't I know how people try to make it mean yeah. but, but we're in a community together and so this com- this commission will uh, also be tasked at keep making sure that the community is doing what it needs to do mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to keep itself safe and ourselves safe as well as officers safe um, and, which I believe will ultimately affect my more direct community where I grew up people look like me who were, are told and taught Sean literally mm-hmm. to not like the police mm-hmm. to despise the police not trust the police right. don't be a police officer or any other sort I believe that this commission will uh, be able to go to our community and say, hey, this is what's going on here. It's not exactly how we see it. Um, it's a little more gray than it is white here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we need to provide a little more understanding. And so now um, little Johnny, uh, who was born on 14th Street and 15th Avenue, uh, grows up in an environment where his mom is encouraging him. To the police officer, mm-hmm. um, and so just that simple simple change of a, a perspective, mm-hmm. I think will have a long term effect. And so, uh, ultimately, this commission I believe will be a great resource, um, uh, great benefit, and uh, I'm excited about getting it done. And I hope that uh, the council persons that um, uh, have their have their their concerns, and perhaps even the mayor. Uh, can uh, look into the future right. with this and, and, and not uh, want to, to remain so close guarded um, and see this as, as a way to uh, uh, disrupt or divide when in reality is really the most inclusive approach we can make right. and take. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, that's always been, um, in regard to this issue, in regard to the police issue and relations uh, and any issue, really, is that when it comes down to it, it's a matter of power is always a neutral. Power is never good or evil. It's how it's used that makes it either good or evil or, or shades of great in the, in the middle. And so, and the same thing with, you can't say, like, Every oh, everybody in this group is bad. You can never say that any everyone in this group, maybe with the Nazis, but you know, aside aside from that, like you know, aside from the Nazis, you know, like, um, but you can't say that. You can't say that every group, everyone in this group is bad. And so there's always those shades of gray. But there are bad people that are within groups, and there are power does tend to draw people who want to abuse it because they are looking for a means to their ends, which are not good. And the way to do so is to seek power so that they can enact those things and the problem is that um sometimes those people do get in those seats of power and the solution to that obviously is to making sure that you have a commission or you have a group of people that are responsible and that are able to winnow out those people or if they do get through and they do take actions to get rid of them and eliminate them so that you have as fair a use of that power is possible and that's what I see you guys doing correct me if I'm wrong but I'm assuming that that's what you guys are looking to do it's not to eliminate or defund the police or anything of that nature. It's to make sure that, you know, people that are not utilizing that system properly, that are not utilizing that power properly, are taken out of the system so that they don't have the ability to, to abuse that again. Most definitely. Um, we, 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 we never in our campaign have any messages or uh, words that we stated are anti-police or defund the police or abolish the police. Although I understand where people are getting at when they message those terms, um, uh, and perhaps what they're asking for when they say that are a lot of um, things that um, uh, should be considered. Um, I'm most interested in doing things that uh, are, are most inclusive and proactive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, and so I should say, Sean, um, you're right. Um, we're, 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 we're interested in uh, getting people, getting bodies together that are credible, mm-hmm. uh, that 
uh, won't compromise th- their values and their beliefs, um, but are also open-minded enough uh, to recognize what, what what needs to be done for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we believe this commission will be comprised of. Um, we have plenty of Rock Islanders <laughs> that, that that fit that that mode of what I just described, mm-hmm. um, and they are eager and and are desiring something they can get their time to. Right. Um, and that's something that we can do with this commission, and um, uh, and so with this commission, um, we'll, we'll make the recommendations. They'll, they'll make those recommendations that needs to be made uh, for uh, direct, that that directly is recommended for police, like I said before, and or it could be recommended uh, for the council to address that is that as uh, a community more community based mm-hmm. that included the police, if that makes sense, and so. Um, Yes, I'm. I, I, I'm honestly excited about it. I think that this commission, especially in the long term, will uh, be something that potentially other uh, cities will be asking us how we did so well. well. I think it's a good idea. And the the thing is, is as we talked about before, is I think people sometimes take these good ideas and take these things that are objectively most people would agree with, and uh, people who seek to divide tend to demonize things of this nature they simplify them and demonize them and whether it's you know you see this on the national media or you see it within politics and political gamesmanship where you know people are trying to you know paint somebody in a negative way um they'll take something that is essentially a positive or a neutral and they'll try to pick out one little thing about it to to make it seem bad and so that's why i wanted you to clarify that i wanted you to address that because there are going to be people out there well you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that no i wanted you to and that's that's the you know that's the great thing about this show and that's the reason why i created it is so that you can explain things and so that people who are inclined to actually listen to the whole story and the nuance and the context and the facts of it can listen to all the nuance and context and the facts rather than getting their news from one or two sentences which are meant to divide rather than to enlighten most certainly um that's one thing i like i said i appreciate um especially on a topic like this that unfortunately (laughs) shod seems to be so divisive Mm -hmm. um and um like i said uh I have family members who are police officers in law enforcement profession. You'd be crazy to think I don't want them to be, come home safe every night. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be crazy. Um, and so to think that uh, I have that attitude um, is absurd. And actually, uh, contrary to belief, Sean, if I may speak on behalf of uh, people who look like me and I represent in my community, um, we don't. <laughs> majority of us feel the same way mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's so sad that uh, there's a belief out there that we uh, although we have our issue with the police in policing um, hi- history knows those reasons why and why right. I don't have to elaborate hopefully I don't um, we still if you walk up and down my neighborhood um, most people will say You'd be crazy to abolish the police. Yeah. Well, right. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous idea because you have to have some sort of law enforcement in place. Um, it just needs to be utilized in the correct manner. Yeah. Uh, even people who were turned home from prison. <laughs> and I spoke to them, Sean. Mm-hmm. I speak to them. I get letters from them. They say the same thing. Um, and so that's why I, that's why my team and I move the way we do. Um, we don't focus on that energy. Right. Um, we, we hear it, we move on. It does bother us a little bit, but that's because we're human. Um, but we, we're going to stay consistent with our message, and I think that's why people are responding to it. And I encourage people, if they have questions about that, this commission, uh, to go and view the uh, study session uh, for Rock Island City Council on June 28th. Um, and we laid it all out, um, and we articulated exactly the intentions behind it. Um, and you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who would truly have an issue besides those people who are rigid, and stuck in their ways and who are looking like you said to find any uh, mechanism or avenue or angle mm-hmm. to uh discredit the uh, validity of what we're doing and how useful it would be um not only for uh i'm not doing it for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i could be doing a lot of different other things john on a right. monday evening besides going up there and talking about a commission that uh uh 
uh, about policing. Um, and so, uh, like I said, we're going to get this done for, for, for Rock Islanders and to hopefully be a beacon of light outside of Rock Island. Now let's talk a little bit about the perception of Rock Island, as you and I have talked about before. Um, you know, I've lived in Rock Island now for 25 years, and, you know, you grew up here. You were born and raised here. And so, you know, we both love the city, you know, both really like the, the diversity of the city. The, there's a lot of cool spots in Rock Island. And I, I've always found Rock Island to be, having grown up in Chicago myself, it's, been, it's the most urban of all the quad cities myself. I, I've always found it to be, like, it feels the most like a city. Um, and one of the things that I've always been frustrated by is that Rock Island hasn't been able to capitalize upon that. And there's not enough positive news being put forth about Rock Island. There are a lot of great things that happen. And you can see a lot of the stuff on quadcities.com. We post a lot of positive stories about great things that, you know, kids from Rocky, a bunch of kids from Rocky went down state for wrestling recently. We posted a bunch of stories about that. Um, Rock Island Math and Science has been doing a lot of awesome things. The libraries have been doing a lot of awesome things. There are a lot of great things, yeah. There are a lot of great things that are happening in the city, and unfortunately, a lot of times the perception of it remains that it's, you know, it's crime-ridden, it's, you know... It's dangerous, and, and you look at some of the stuff that's pushed forward, the narrative that's pushed forward, when, you know, a, a bike gets stolen or something, and, and I'm just like, it's a bike gets stolen. Jeez, I mean, it's not, you know, Armageddon, for Christ's sakes. There's, you know, people getting shot constantly over in Davenport, and yet, you know, there's a string of, oh, there's a string of bright bike thieves in Rock Island. You better watch out, you know. Um, and, and we end up getting, looking bad, Whereas, you know, there's shootings elsewhere and they're like, ah, don't worry about that. You know, how do we, I mean, that, that's a big question. And I've asked Mike this too. I asked all the other mayoral candidates and politicians from around here. Is how do we switch that? How, one thing is, you know, we've got to come up with a consistent messaging, I think, in regard to the city. And there's got to be a platform. There's got to be a consistent platform, too, in getting that across. How do you think that, that we make that happen? How do you think that we make that work to give Rock Island the, the better reputation that it justfully deserves? Uh, one way, uh, I think, would be to uh, be more regular with you. <laughs> and and, and I, I don't say that to uh, you know make you feel too good on your show just because I'm on it. I'm being honest uh, because a lot of things you, you rattled off there are things you, it's your it's your highlighting and that is happening in real time in Rock Island and we don't tell our story. Uh, that's something that we were insistent about in our campaign, Sean. We had we don't have a real mechanism, fair mechanism, uh, f- from the city directly. Or outside the city, uh, outside of yourself, that does the job that needs to be done. And um, if if we were to tap in with uh, to someone and an entity that is interested in doing that, promoting the good of Rock Island, because um, there's a lot more of a good in Rock Island than bad. I agree. Uh, then that is a way to uh, change the narrative because um, we don't control our own narrative. I say that Rock Island does not control its own narrative, um, and we also. Uh, for too long have not been embracing uh, the, our diversity um, which is has which is a lot of reason why our narr- narrative is bad <laughs> and nobody wants to talk about that mm-hmm. nobody wants to really be honest with the fact that Rock, Rock Island is made up of uh, upwards of 80% of the minority black population of all Rock Island County mm-hmm. almost, eight, almost more than 80% of the black population in Rock Island County is in Rock Island. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And who, what city gets uh, most of the uh, bad press? Right, as you said. Right. Um, and and it's uh, we're, we're and it goes beyond just African Americans or black people in Rock Island. Uh, we have uh, a lot of Asian Americans, Hispanic American, right. Americans, um, and um, if, if we're not willing to uh, go into those those areas. Um, not to tell what to do, uh, but at least to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're in trouble. We're, we're, we're going. We're going to see and hear negative stories and and uh, not see growth in those areas and in, in effect uh, see lack of growth across the city, mm-hmm. um, which aids to that narrative about being told Barack Island. Um, and so uh, 
what the city needs to do um, is really take a step back and ask our ask ourselves at a city level, uh, walk up and down the city departments and, and walk up and down the city hallways. Um, does it reflect Rock Island? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it doesn't reflect Rock Island, how are we doing the business of Rock Islanders in a fair way? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're not willing to do things like that, Sean, um, we'll continue to, to see uh, and be in a position where people are telling uh, others how bad Rock Island is uh, due to its diversity. Well, that's another thing that's interesting is, you know, having taught in the Rock Island school system, one of the things that I'm aware of is that there's so many, it's not just the color of someone's skin. Yeah, there are a lot of dark-skinned people, but they're from all over the place. They're from all over the world. You have so many different languages that are second languages that are being spoke within the Rock Island school system and within Rock Island in general. And you have people from all over South America, all over different countries in Africa. People think of, oh, they're from Africa. It's like, Africa is massive. I mean, there's so many cultural differences with Within this massive continent, to, to to you know paint everybody with the same brush is ridiculous it's because sad. they're it is sad and you know same thing with people from Haiti or people from you know the Dominican Republic or whatever they're very different culturally the same way as you know you, would you paint people from downstate Illinois is the same as people from upstate or people from Chicago. No. I mean, the people recognize those differences. That Why is it so difficult then to recognize the differences of people from, you know, from a cultural standpoint as opposed to merely, you know, the shade of their skin, you know? It's, and, and, and I love how you said that, Sean. Um, and I look at it like this. People travel... Right. <laughs> people travel for the very diverse peoples that we have here at Rock Island. That's what I mean by tapping into it. Right. What do you have culturally, naturally, that you may be interested in, that it may be a storefront that we can assist you with? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> But what can we do to highlight um, what, what, what goes well and what you do well? Uh, because, um, like I said before, we're talking about traffic. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, a, we talk about a lot of, having a lot of traffic issues in Rock Island. Right. We can't get the traffic here, so we can't build. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I go to Davenport often for Jamaican food. Right. <laughs> why, are, why are we going? Yeah, you, you follow? I'm getting that. I, 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 I drive to Davenport, right. and, and I'm a Rock Islander, Sean. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I do a lot of shopping in Rock Island, but why? Why would you make food? I know I, there's pe- there's people, and in fact, where I go to get my Jamaican making food <laughs> would like to be in Rock Island. Right. <laughs> but it's about being receptive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and or those people's feeling. That you're receptive. Right. You can think you're being receptive, maybe, but you're not really. Um, energy's real, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people know energy, and they can tell when if you really want to help them. Right. If you really want them to be uh, involved with what they're trying to be involved in. And so everybody's not like 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 me, <laughs> who's going to may who may feel that energy, and. Then step back. I'm not, I don't do that. I, I, if if we need to do something, if I have a belief we're going to go move forward, and we got have, we got have people in place who are open minded enough to set those people in, so that we can see the true growth. Um, and I, I firmly believe, Sean, um, the greatness that we have in Rock Island um, is 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 unimaginable. <laughs> it really is. If it's truly. Um, partly tapped into and that calls for city leadership to go in those areas that have been neglected for far too long um, because that's where you're going to find the magic yeah I mean there's so many places where you could develop in Rock Island you know you go down to I mean beyond 11th street you go down to Sunset Marina and it's gorgeous you know Ben Butterworth you've got like so many cool places even if you go into unincorporated Rock Island County right outside of Milan and what have you there's a lot of great 
places where people could be developing. So I understand like a lot of times the argument is, well, Rock Island's landlocked and it's kind of stuck. And that's why these other cities, you know, Davenport and Moline are able to expand or East Moline are able to expand because they've got more room to, to move. And there's plenty of places to expand or develop in Rock Island. So why aren't you doing it? Why aren't people coming here to, to build businesses or expand or do the same things? You mentioned going over to Davenport for, for Jamaican food. Well, you go over to Davenport for African food too. Taste of, taste of Ethiopia is right there in downtown Davenport. And yet, Rock Island has a sizable African population. Yes. Most people don't realize that the number one second language in Rock Island schools, it's not Spanish, because that's what everybody says, oh, that's probably Spanish. No, it's Karen, which Karen is an African language. It's an African dialect. That's the number number one second language in Rock Island schools. So it's amazing to me that there isn't more of a uh, of, a, of a push to kind of see, okay, this is what our environment is. Yeah. Instead of trying to force it to be something else, why not embrace it for what it is and reflect that and make that your success in embracing it and offering something unique to the Quad Cities, which is representative of what Rock Island actually is and plays to its strengths. Because when you're confident in your strengths and you represent the things that you actually are instead of trying to be something else, people sense that genuine nature. And I think people, if there was an international food fest in downtown Rock Island, I think it'd be fantastic. Because really, you look at like all the different kinds of food we have here in Rock Island that's being served, all the different kinds of places that you can go. And I mentioned, I mentioned that to Mike, too, at one point, is I thought that Rock Island should have an international food fest in downtown Rock Island. There should be something like that. Because who doesn't love food? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody does. It's a great way. It is a great way to get people in. <laughs> it is. And so why not do something like that? And I think that'd be a great idea. Um, and but once again, though, Sean, it, it, but it takes, I, I put it like this. Uh, early in my campaign, I went to, um, they, there was something going on at Lincoln Park. I think it was at Lincoln Park in Rock Island, um, and it was about uh, stopping or hate awareness behind uh, a Muslim population. I can't remember. I, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I can't remember. But when I went there, um, I learned a lot, for, for one. Um, but also, I was able to go and speak to people who told me straight up, I've been here for... 10 plus years I've never had a mayor a mayor candidate or automatic candidate speak to me mm-hmm. ask questions genuinely mm-hmm. so, so think about that alone right and a lot of those communities uh, work together right <laughs> and so I was able to grow relationships with people outside of my community um, from African, Asian Americans, and all in between, uh, and that's the kind of leadership that we were hoping to bring forward. Was one that we were, were in those communities, right? Um, at least we're with their by relationship, so that way we're asking them questions, they're asking us questions, and now we're they're figuring out what we have to offer while we're figuring out what they have to mm-hmm. offer, and the potential of what that could bring is and was exciting. But once again, Sean, we need to have leaders that are in those roles be willing to do that because um, I'm sorry, not sorry, that will mean a change. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry that would mean things will start to change a little bit. Um, Things will not be how it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Why why do we want that? (laughs) If you're being real, unless you have other, other thoughts. But um, so, so that's what I mean, Sean. That's what has to happen because um, leaders should not expect, if you're true leaders, should not expect those they're tasked with leading to come to them always. Especially if those who were, uh, if those populations or in those populations who are completely and have completely been outside the loop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of difficult. So we have to be your job as a leader to find creative ways and genuine ways to at least find the avenue to get in there right and then move from there right yeah people always 
seem to overlook the fact that they're called representatives for a reason. They, they think of that as a euphemism or something, but it, no, it's no, they're meant to represent, which is why, again, I think that there needs to be more. You grew up working class. I grew up working class. I think, you know, there have been times in our lives when we've struggled, oh, yeah. when our parents have struggled. Yes. When we've seen, when we yes, haven't, when times. we haven't, you know, been well off or even clo- remotely close, where we've had to worry about bills and things like that. Lights staying. Yeah, on. right. About lights staying on, things like that. And I think there needs to be more people like that. I think there needs to be more people elected to office who have had to worry about their lights getting and their heat getting turned off. More people who have been fired from jobs. More people who have gone through divorces and had you know difficult situations with that. And more people who have been raised poor who had to you know eat you know bread with ketchup on it sometimes for meals you know because that reflects and there's an empathy rather than a sympathy which there's a huge difference between the two and if you've been raised upper middle class your entire life like so many people in washington have been they are just you know upper middle class people or rich people who ended up you know going getting into the corridors of power because they had a lot of money behind them you cannot relate you cannot relate in a concrete way to what it's like in an abstract way or in a sympathetic way you can say oh yeah i feel sorry for those people but man you don't know what it's really like and so i think there needs to be more people more working class folks who get into office because they're going to see things in a lot different way and you mentioned that in regard to representation um and i think that that's correct there needs to be adequate representation that reflects the the populace the population because not just for you know you know optics but for but for the tangible reality of the fact that they can say oh yeah i totally understand where you're coming from because i was you that's the real reason why the concrete reason why that representation matters um what you recognize this i've heard you say this a number of times in addition to yourself, in what ways have you reached out or ever recognized any other people or said to any other people, you know what, you should run for office too, or you should run for alderman, or you should do this, and to help build that coalition of people who are truly representative of the population? That's a great question. That's the one I don't think I've ever gotten, Sean. Look at you. <laughs> Get into your bag. Deep into your bag. Um, uh Something I think I do regularly. Um, I, I preach. I try to preach. Um, I try to practice what I preach. Huh. <laughs> um, uh, that's kind of funny. Thank you. I'm here all night. Um, <laughs> we are at Starbucks. Don't forget to ship your Yes. But so we, I've done it with the camps I've done with Jason. Um, um, every year, the camps we've had, we with the kids, about 300 kids a year, not these past couple of years, but. Uh, we teach them about public service and uh, why it's important to be involved and also that involvement may include doing the job. Um, but also, Sean, um, outside of that and more of a real time, um, especially since, since the post-election um, uh, and even prior to the election, um, but there's been people I, I've sat down with um, I encouraged to run for aldermen um, and there's people I've encouraged to run to uh, for other positions, um, but I, I'm all I'm always uh, doing my best when I'm with those people who uh, may not have the belief they can do those jobs mm-hmm. um, to encourage them that that's why they need to do the job. So I'll give you this one 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 quick nugget. Uh, during my campaign, Sean, um, I was on a call. I forget. I was on a thousand of them on a Zoom call, and there was a, a, a student. Augie student um, and I instantly recognize her intelligence I, you can do that with some people right mm-hmm. and uh, she's a Hispanic uh, young lady her parents grew up in uh, Mexico I learned uh, the story which how they got here is very interesting and her story and where she li- lived and grew up it, uh, uh, is inspiring in itself um, but I learned that after I reached out to her and said, hey, I got to meet and talk to you about my campaign on that Zoom call. Uh, and over time, 
uh, yeah, I sensed it then with her, Sean, and I, I've been doing my best to encourage her. Um, she plans on going to study to be a lawyer. But I said, look, you are exactly what needs to happen in the future in politics. I hope you consider policy in the future because you're what we need. Mm-hmm. Your, your brain, your thoughts, your experiences is what we need in certain chairs. So uh, I know you're a political science student as I was, a history student as I was, but I wanted to get you some real-time experience in the campaign that I can't. This is, this is my campaign, so I'm going to bring you on my campaign team. And I want you to, and I gave her the flexibility to do a couple different jobs, work uh, almost bouncing around amongst the, the inner teams in my campaign team so she can learn and soak up as much as she, as she could while giving her honest, uh, real-time feedback um, from from her experiences uh, and what she's learning now. And uh, I hope that is a uh, hope that could be a, a way in which that is encouraging and inspiring for her to um, not only be a great lawyer, uh, but one day uh, jump into the ring herself and encourage someone else like her, like herself or different than her mm-hmm. <laughs> right. to uh, do the jobs that are such important as representatives that you said you so eloquently stated. Oh, one thing I did want to mention is uh, so that people don't get mad at you or me is the reason why we're meeting at Starbucks, which is a non-locally owned business in Moline, which is not in Rock Island, is because it's Sunday afternoon and it's late Sunday, uh, early evening. No place is open. There aren't any coffee shops open in Rock Island. And also, I was coming from a meeting in East Moline, and you were coming from Rock Island, and so we decided to meet in the middle. And right here in the middle is, you know, very, the, much, is very yes. much in the middle between where you were at and where I was at was this Starbucks. And I said, well, okay, let's just meet there. That way, neither of us has to travel too far. So, anyway, uh, get that out of the way so people aren't, you know, yes, oh, disclaimers, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, what else have you been working on? What else, um, you know, do you have on your plate right now? What are you looking at to you know in the horizon that uh, that you've got that you're excited about that you can talk about? <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so I, I said before, I'm excited about this commission that we're going to get done. Hopefully, we get done within the next uh, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but but beyond that, Sean, the water issue is still pressing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this upcoming Monday tomorrow, uh, uh, American Water Company is going to be. Uh, publicly making their pitch to city council at 5 p.m. Um, and although residents can't comment during the 5 p.m. session, p.m. session they can comment at the 645 meeting um, of their opinion. And uh, throughout my campaign, I heard a lot of resounding no's yes, to this. Yeah, I, agree. Um, I have not met anyone outside of my meetings because I did meet with American Water uh, a couple times, several times throughout, during my campaign. Um and I got the same pitch they're probably going to pitch uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on uh, tomorrow. Um, and I gave them a, a straight-up no um, based off the research we have and their pitch. And people I spoke to, speak to, um, I'm hearing a lot of no's. But we have to make that clear. And so I, uh, that is that is a part of our, uh, our fight. Um, uh, and and uh, we'll be there. At 645 at City Hall in downtown Rock Island. So if you are in agreement with, and I'm in agreement with you on this, I don't think there should be any, any privatization of public needs and resources. You're going to rename a park? Okay, whatever. You know, take the check. That's fine. That's not going to harm anybody. But selling off water and needed resources to a private company that can then jack the rates up. Hey, listen, people, and I've said this a number of times. If you hate Mediacom like I hate Mediacom and you hate that monopoly and you're sick and tired of Mediacom jacking up your rates when you need an Internet service that, by the way, you paid for because taxpayers paid for the development of the Internet and paid for all of the infrastructure that went into spreading the Internet around the country. And you don't want a private business like Mediacom coming in and jacking up your water rates so that you don't have water and you're constantly having your water turned off because they want to screw you by jacking up the rates, show up tomorrow night at 645 at City Hall to let the city council, who should represent you in their vote, know that you do not want it sold, your water resources, your water resources, because you own them as a taxpayer, sold off to a private company. It's so important. The floor is yours, Kothurgan. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I greatly appreciate that, Sean, um, because it, it's so important and it's it's scary. Mm-hmm. 
um, and um, we've done our research and we have a we put a videos out about our campaign behind uh, how it's a proven fact municipalities uh, overwhelmingly that have that have sold their water to private companies have overwhelmingly regretted it yeah it's a fact. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't make up a fact. I can't make up something that you read and you read again and read again. You see the numbers, um, and they do so because I, I know American Water is going to tell us that there's a uh, agency and a body that, that the state of Illinois put in place that that, that says they have to do uh, that that they have a certain agreement by this agency before they jack the prices up. Um, I get that, but what does that really mean? You, you, know, you follow me? Yeah, that means that they have to pay the lobbyists that are in charge of exactly. that and pay the politicians off who are in charge of that in order say, to okay, allow yeah, it to happen. We'll yes, that's up. what it means. We'll move in and they'll say, we'll move it up. Yeah. And um, I don't care who you are. If, if I gave you $20, Sean, that I expected to have back, um, I'm going to get that money back. Right. Either from you directly or we're going to get this money back. You follow me? Getting that? And yeah, so when, yeah. if we were to sell this off for whatever they want to sell it for, and if we're doing it only for our debt, mm-hmm. that's even scarier because uh, sometimes you need to go and I'm not saying I'm not putting it together, but follow my logic here. Sometimes you, a lot of times, debt is required to invest. Right. And so if we're only gonna take this money, <laughs> yeah, and pay it off with a debt. Have we invested in Rock Island? Right. No, we didn't invest in Rock Island. And so to sell such an entity as water forever. For a one-time payment, because they're never, it's never coming back. Never coming back. If you sell it, it's never gone. When you sell it forever for a one-time payment, we better transform Rock Island. And I don't believe transform Rock Island just paying off a debt. And in fact, Sean, I did incur- at a, at a public meeting that uh, Alderman Robinson had had a couple weeks ago. Um, I asked a question to the, the, the Mayor Tones was there, and a couple other Alderman uh, Alder persons was there, and I asked them in a statement, I guess, stating that hey. We're aware of the federal government literally being in consistent discussion, the constant discussion behind a infrastructure bill, right? Yeah, we're all aware. Okay. So if we're aware of this, I would hope we would not really consider selling our water, which is part of infrastructure, right? <laughs> until we get this right. bill passed, because we've seen what the COVID relief package did and the monies we're getting from that. Right. Um, we're going to get some money potentially. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. I don't. I'm not saying we'll pay off our debt. I'm not saying we'll take care of all the water, fix all the roads. But I'm saying it'd be a lot more responsible for leadership to do everything we can to keep what we own, um, especially recognize, like I said, there's future things that are coming on. Um, it'd be a lot more responsible for us to uh, be patient and see what the federal coming up from the federal government, so that way it can we can then. Uh, utilize that to, to, to prioritize what we need to get done, which includes our water and our debt we have, or our water um, and the maintenance we have in our infrastructure. Which uh, breaking news is not just a Rock Island problem. Right. <laughs> the infrastructure is a problem across the board. Right. Um, but I think we'll do our citizens a disservice by selling that, especially water uh, service um, and our water and ser- sewer service um, to a private company who um, is in the interest shot of making money. They're they're interested in making money. That's what private companies do. That's scary. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. What feeling do you have in regard to, you know, what the city council is leaning in regard to this? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think uh, the, the council would prefer to do that. At least a lot of council members that I have a good working relationship with. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for uh, Mayor Tomes. Um he says he's against it, um, although he wants to do his due diligence. But I am concerned that he may be more for it than he's leading on, mm-hmm. um, which concerns me. Um, but I also know that it takes more than just one individual, especially just the mayor, for, right. for that to be uh, passed. But um, I think our best hope is this, Sean, uh, is for citizens to make a resounding and make it known uh, loud and proud. Uh, that we're against it um, because that's hard to ignore. Um, if you have a standing room at city council, uh, that's hard to ignore. Right. Um, 
and uh, I think we can go from there. And so uh, I'm, I, I, th- I think I think the council will, will make a responsible decision, especially if it's uh, in their faces. Sounds good. Anything else you'd like to talk about? We're nearing an hour here. I know you got some other places to be, oh, Thurgood. Uh, I appreciate your time, as always, Sean. Um, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to be in Rock Island and uh, looking to expand and grow. Um, uh, uh, and um, it's exciting right now because what we've got from our campaign. And I would just uh, ask people who uh, were inspired by our campaign and want to continue to support what we have going on to go to my website, uh, thurgerbricksandfriends.com. Is that and spelled out or is it an app? It is, is spelled out and. Um, that way I don't forget. They're good Brooks and Friends. All one word, all lowercase. Yeah, there and you Making sure you type dot, it on. Dot com. Dot com, yes. And once you go in there and um, we're, we're forming our power circles, son, that will be a task behind their certain issues. Um, and they're going to work together to recommend things to the council. Um, and we are open to going outside of Rock Island because, uh, as I said before, where Rock Island, when Rock Island's doing well, the Quad City is doing well. The greater region of Illinois is doing well. Uh, Illinois does well and, and, and beyond. And so um, please please go to our website, see what's going on, communicate with us. Please reach out to us, and uh, we're going to do this together. Awesome. Thurgood, thanks a lot for your time. I always appreciate you coming on the show. And looking forward to seeing where you go in the future. Don't uh, don't discount that Sherry Busto seat. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get, I may get a lot more phone calls after this goes up. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay in touch. Make sure you give us a scoop if you do decide to do that. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> thanks so much. Thurgood Brooks, my guest today. On QC Uncut, and thank you for listening to QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. I'm Sean Leary. Hope you have a great day.